Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, life coach friends. Today, we're going to talk about how to create original ideas. I know that this topic is one that a lot of people really stress out about. I've heard so many coaches complain or get insecure or make themselves feel less than as a coach because they have the thought, I don't have any original ideas, or all I do is, you know, copy other coaches' ideas, or everything I say just sounds like a regurgitation of some other coach's ideas, or all I have is I just do what my my teachers taught me. I'm never going to be able to contribute that much to the industry, to my clients' lives, whatever, because all I have is what I learned from my teachers and I don't have any ideas on my own. All the good ideas are taken. That's something that <laughs> I've also heard, right? And people really doubt their their own ability to come up with great ideas. And so all of these thoughts I want to address. I mean, they will be addressed by the end of this episode. So I want to tell you exactly how brand new, original, valuable ideas are created in any field, not just life coaching. And I want to introduce to you this idea of a creative cycle that takes three stages. There are three components that go in order and any creative process, you have to go through these three stages and there's no alternative. Okay. And so here are the three stages of creating something original. The first stage, absorbing. Okay. Absorbing is what we do, you guys, when we first learn coaching, (laughs) right? I think most of us have experiences where we either go to a training program, certification program, or even if we don't go through a certification program, we learn something that inspires us to learn the skills and the tools of coaching so that we can become coaches, right? Absorbing is what happens when you see something that's worth learning and then you learn it by mimicking, Every single tool that I learned as a coach that I learned how to use, I first absorbed it by taking it in and then trying it on myself. That's called mimicking. People think mimicking is bad, but mimicking is the only way you learn how to do anything. I, you know, think about it. Babies learn how to interact with the world by mimicking what they see the grownups around them do. That's how they learn how to do everything. If you want to learn how to draw, how to paint, how to play an instrument, what you do is that you mimic what somebody else is doing. Like, okay, you take a pen and then you move it like this, like you see somebody else doing. Okay, so that's how I'm going to learn how to draw, for example. Mimicking is how you learn how to do anything. Before you have a frame of reference for how certain things can be done, you can't do them. So that's why the absorbing process is so important. You got to absorb new input before there's anything inside of you to draw from. There's anything inside of you to refer to 
so that you can create anything new. So many people have this idea that mimicking is bad, that if you, if all you're doing is using somebody else's ideas, that's not valuable. But if you think about it, if all you did is know how to mimic well, that is tremendously valuable because mimicking is a skill. If you know how to mimic something well, it means that you have really learned it deeply and thoroughly, whatever that skill set is, right? Imagine that you are an artist and all you could do is mimic Rembrandt perfectly. I mean, imagine that. If somebody could perfectly mimic Rembrandt, that that person would be like considered an amazingly skilled artist. You could have an amazing career. Imagine if you were a singer and all you could do is sound exactly like Freddie Mercury because you have learned how to mimic Freddie Mercury perfectly. You would be considered an amazing singer. Imagine if you were a composer and all you could do is compose exactly in the style of Mozart. Like, think of how amazing that is. Originality is not required in order to be great at anything. If you have, for example, a very masterful teacher who teaches an amazing tool or tools, and all you do is learn how to do exactly what they do, then you are going to be considered an amazing coach. What's required in order to become a great coach is to help people in a way that they value. When you help someone change their lives, the client does not give a single shit if you use the tool exactly as it was taught by your teacher. If you used a set of ideas that somebody else created, if you help somebody, for example, who is heartbroken, heal the heartbreak, get over their ex and meet somebody amazing, do you think they care one tiny bit whose ideas you're, you're giving them? No, they're like, um, I don't care. Like I got over my ex. I met someone new. I'm super happy. Don't care where, they, where these ideas came from. Thank you. You saved my life, right? If you help somebody lose the 30 pounds, they've been dying to lose all of their lives. They've been, they've been failing and failing and failing for decades until they met you. Do you think they care one little bit that you're using the exact framework that somebody else came up with? Of course they don't care. Why would they care about that? They got the result they wanted, right? So in a way, being preoccupied with being original, it's a bit hubristic in my opinion. You're centering you instead of centering the experience for the client, the experience of the client's transformation in their perspective and the value of the transformation for the client. So center the client's experience and know that if you are able to use a tool, use a set of ideas skillfully in order to help a client create create results, that is exactly like the very pinnacle of what we're supposed to do as coaches. In order to create anything first, you have to absorb. Absorbing is a skill. In order to absorb something, you have to mimic it. And mimicking is a skill. And without it, you cannot advance to the next stage of creation. I've actually heard people say this to me. They, they, they would say to me, you know, I'm like a sponge. I just like pick up everything. I just like to learn everything and I don't have any ideas on my own. They will like use it against themselves. But when, when somebody tells me I'm like a sponge, then what I know is that they're really good at the skill of, of absorbing and they're really good at the skill of mimicking. And that is an excellent thing. If, if this is all you did, if absorbing is all you did, if mimicking is all you did, 
you would be of amazing service to your clients. You would be an amazing coach. So that's the first stage. Second stage, once you have absorbed enough, the second stage is integrating. If absorbing is akin to eating something, putting something in your mouth, chewing and swallowing, (laughs) integrating is like letting that digest in your stomach, in your intestines. What you absorbed has to, once it enters your body, right? Think about how digestion happens. Like you, you absorb something and then you let it break down in your body. You let it break down in your intestines, your stomach. It kind of like breaks down the food and then it mingles with your stomach juices and intestinal juices. I think. <laughs> It's been a long time since I took biology, but I think that's what happens. The food that you ate mixes with your enzymes in your body and it breaks them down further and it extracts the nutrients, right, from from the food you ate. And think about it like this. In this slightly gross (laughs) analogy, think of the enzymes as your own wisdom and think of the intestinal juices that mingle with the food particles as your own experience, right? So what you learned, what you absorbed, what you ate, so to speak, it has to break down inside of you. It has to mix and and mingle and go into a chemical reaction with your own experience, your own perspective, your own process of trial and error that you conduct with your actions, right? So no food can be can be digested without the chemicals in your body, right? Without the digestive function in your body. And so think of integration like that, like the ideas that you picked up, whatever you absorbed, whatever you you learned how to mimic, it has to go down to the, the stomach, the intestines of your mind, so to speak, the intestines of your experience and your knowledge, it gets to mingle with your own experience. And that's how you integrate something, right? And I think we've all had this experience where we learn something and once you let something integrate enough, you're like, oh, I really feel like I made that mine, right? I feel like it really is a part of my, like the fabric of my mind. That feeling only occurs after you have let something integrate. And another important thing to know about integration is that integration takes time. You can't force it to go fast. It's an organic process, just like you can't eat an apple and I don't know, take a pill and expect your body to digest the apple in like 10 seconds. Like it won't happen. Or if you try that probably wouldn't be good for your body, right? Like it has to happen in an organic way. Integration, much like digestion, this turns out to be a very like a useful metaphor on <laughs> many levels, but like digestion, it's an organic process and that your mind is going to kind of do on your own. Like your, your body is going to digest food on its own, even if you're not like telling it to, you're not, it's not like you eat something, you're like, all right, intestines go, you know, digest this food. Like your body already knows how to do that. And it's the same thing with your mind. Your mind knows how to digest new information. Your mind knows how to integrate what you have absorbed. And so all you have to do is be aware that it's happening and allow it to happen and expect that it's going to happen naturally over time as you accumulate your own experience. I will also say this. Let's say you learned a coaching tool. You absorbed it. 
right? You picked it up from an outside source, you learned it, you learned it intellectually, and then you learned really how to do it by mimicking, right? Remember how important mim- mimicking is? And then all you did is like learn it and you didn't practice it in real life. All you did is know it intellectually and you did not try to use the tool with a client. You did not put it to the test. Then guess what? Do you think your brain is going to know how to integrate it? No, right? It's like if you didn't put something put something to use, then you didn't get to integrate it because Remember, I said it has to mix with your own experience. It has to mix with your own wisdom. If you are not road testing, so to speak, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing so many metaphors. If you're not road testing what you learn, then you're not really giving your chance, yourself a chance to integrate your knowledge as fully as you would like. So if you are mimicking, by the way, that means like by definition, you are using the skill, you are trying it out, you are putting, you're trying it on, right? And so if you're trying it on, by definition, you are practicing it. The point is, make sure if you want to be sure that you are integrating a skill, you're integrating a tool, you're integrating knowledge, so that it truly gets digested and becomes part of you, make sure you are practicing it, make sure you are you know, trying it on, maybe make sure you're mimicking it and practicing it in real life with people. That's how you're going to give yourself a chance to truly integrate what you've learned. And integration also happens when you are just thinking. Integration happens when you're reflecting. Integration happens when you are, honestly, it literally happens also when you sleep because when you sleep is when your brain creates brand new neural pathways when you are literally sleeping. I'm sure you recall having experiences where you are just going about your life, you know, living your life, and you suddenly have this like flash of insight, like, oh, oh my gosh, what I just experienced is, is exactly like that thing I learned, it reminds me of, oh, so that's what this means. That's a moment of integration. Now, once you have absorbed something and you've digested it and integrated integrated it, the third stage, only after that, you get to go to the third stage, which is creating something new, right? Think of your mind, your creativity, like the canvas of your creativity as this beautiful mosaic of everything that you have learned and experienced and everything that has already been integrated, everything that's already part of your brain knowledge and body knowledge, right? Experiential knowledge, as well as book knowledge, right? Things that you have heard, as well as things that you have experienced, like all of it mingles together to create this beautiful tapestry. And from that tapestry, you get to create something new. If you look at, for example, the creative process of somebody like Picasso, right? If you look at the various phases of his work throughout his life, you can see that he at first began with absorbing and mimicking, right? He didn't, you know, come out of the womb painting cubism. He started out by learning and mastering classical styles of masters who came before him, right? He learned how to draw and how to paint like Michelangelo, like, like all these people who are of more classical styles. He learned how to mimic and master each of those things. Hello, right? Absorbing, 
integrating happening. And then eventually he, throughout many periods like that of mimicking and absorbing other people's, you know, older master styles, he was able to integrate. And then from that tapestry, he created his own style that is now considered to have been totally revolutionary, right? And it's the same thing. If you know anything about music, you will see that this is also the case. In any creative endeavor, there's no way to skip any of these three stages. You have to absorb. You have to learn by mimicking. And then you have to let it integrate. In my opinion, in the first, let's say, five years of any endeavor, you're going to be doing a lot of absorbing and integrating and not as much creating because you're new at it. I think that so many of us can develop a kind of distorted, a warped sense of time in life coaching because coaching is a really young field and it's very rare that any of us, you know, it's very rare that you run into people who've been doing it for, say, longer than 10 years, right? I think there are so many new coaches. The industry is young. There's a new boom in the industry. So there's just like lots and lots of new coaches, which is a great thing, but that means that for example, if somebody's been a, a full-time coach for five years, that feels like a long time just because there are so many who, who've been at it for even a shorter time. But actually, in the grand scheme of things, five years is a very short time. Think about it. A doctor who's been a doctor for five years is considered a fairly new doctor. Same with a nurse. A teacher who's in their first five years of teaching is probably is it considered a spring chicken. There's so many teachers who've been there for decades, right? Same thing with lawyers. If you're in the first five years of your practice, you're probably still, you know, if you're at a big law firm, you're probably in one of the junior positions. So in, in the first five years of any endeavor, consider yourself, I hesitate to say beginner because I don't want you to think that you can't do amazing, important, influential, impactful work that changes so many lives in the first five years. You absolutely can. Think of it, if you're going to be a life coach all of your life, or at least for a good chunk of your life, your first five years, is it's like the kickoff. It's just the beginning. And consider yourself to be doing a lot more absorbing and integrating it's actually, you're going to be doing more absorbing and integrating than you ever will again for the rest of your career, just because everything is new, right? And what I see when I hear, for example, coaches saying, oh, I don't have any new ideas. All I do is like regurgitate other people's ideas. You know, I don't, what, what I, what they're really saying is that I don't want to be absorbing and integrating. I want to be creating, even though, and I'm like, but you've only been a coach for, six months, <laughs> or you've only been a coach for a year and a half. You know what I mean? So that's natural, right? Picasso, again, didn't become Picasso in the first two years of his career as an artist. When I say five years, you know, you might nitpick and say, Simone, why five? Why not seven years? <laughs> why not three and a half years? Again, it's I'm imprecise. I'm just giving this as a general guideline just to Give us an opportunity to kind of zoom out, right? Zoom out and say, okay, I'm going to like release the pressure that I put on myself to be this fountain of new ideas because I'm doing a lot more absorbing and integrating than I ever will 
again, because I'm at the sort of kickoff stage of my career as a coach, right? So, so many of the teachers that I admire, my own mentors in coaching and healing, I think when I think about them, every single one of them has been at it for actually, I think at least 15 years, if not longer. So many of my teachers, they've been at it for almost 20 years. And when I think about them and what I know of their work, they have been actively learning and evolving for all of those 15, 20 years. And their work now looks nothing like what their work was in the first five years of their career. Why? Because in the first five years, they, like us, were just absorbing and mimicking and integrating. And then they accumulated a ton of their own experience. They let it all integrate. They let let their knowledge meet their digestive juices and (laughs) break down and, and create chemical reactions, right? To become, to let the nutrients of the knowledge become their own. And then they went on to create their own ideas. Every single teacher of mine has done this. And so I think about each of them, like how much they have each evolved, how much of them use the kind of foundation of what they were able to absorb and and mimic from and, and digest and integrate, like how much they use that as a foundation for truly in transformative innovations, like a little bit later in their career. And I hope this is a takeaway for you as well. There is just no rush. Like you are creating that tapestry, remember, like that quilt of your body of work. And if you're in your first five years, I would say focus on following the breadcrumbs of your curiosity to learn everything that's interesting to you, learn everything that seems valuable to you, and to become proficient in using them to create valuable change in your clients' lives. Like that should be the focus, not necessarily I have to be super original, you know, and definitely not discounting yourself as a coach just because you don't have a million original ideas. Now, if you do have a million original ideas and you're like, but Simone, I'm a fairly new coach, but I also have a ton of original ideas. Amazing. I, you know, I'm not presenting all of this in a way where I'm like, you're not allowed to be creative and original and come up with new ideas until five years later. So, you know, you have to do your time. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, if you have a very playful mind and if you have a very, you know, like a creative mind where you just constantly like to, you know, bounce around the new concepts, new ways of thinking about things, new connections, that is amazing. And absolutely, like you should celebrate that and and play. I I do think that even if you do have that kind of brain, even if you do have that kind of personality, after the first five years, your ability to innovate is going to deepen so much just because, you know, of the function of the way your brain works, just because the function of how much you will have accumulated in knowledge and lived experience and how that's all going to alchemize in the deeper parts of your mind to create your own take on things, to create innovation that has deeper roots, right? So time is going to do that. So hopefully it feels like an encouragement, right? To go, to go learn, to mimic, to try ideas on, to try skills on, to learn how to become proficient at all the things that pick your curiosity 
and focus on being of value to your clients, focus on giving them transformations that are valuable to them. And then in the path of just enjoying the process and being in the process, you, your mind, your body, they are your spirit. They're naturally going to integrate everything as you go along. And then you will just naturally be drawn to create original, new, innovative things in due time. So nothing to stress out about. <laughs> and after you've heard all this, hopefully now you will agree that this idea of like, I don't have any original ideas, like that is not a sentence you ever need to entertain because if you're stressing about that, like, oh, I don't have any ideas. All I do is copy. Now, you know, all that's telling you is you're in the absorbing and mimicking stage. And that's not a problem. You have to like love being in that stage and you have to get, have to get the full juice out of being in that stage. Because remember, if all you know how to do is to execute a skill that you learn from somebody else at a high level, then you can seriously do some magic, make lots of money, change lots of lives, and have lots of people say, thank you forever. You changed my life forever. So three stages of creation, absorb, integrate, and create. Hope that was useful to you. And I'll speak to you next week. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.